1: Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness Podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. John. John, how you doing, sir? Doing pretty good.
2: Got four bet pots episode cooked up for you today. How's uh
1: oh wait, I guess I should have asked how you're doing before I right went into, went right into the hands. Yeah, this this was. Uh, I'm doing terribly. This is the one week that I needed you to ask, and you just skipped past oh, it. No, so. I knew it. Well, you already ruined your opportunity. And um, your week so. has just gotten worse. I'm sure. Now, so, now it's that. just <laughs> exponentially worse. And it's raining outside. UFTA. Uh,
2: I'll try uh, to do better next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what's on the agenda for this week's episode of Tactical Tuesday?
2: Uh, so we're doing two four-bet pots. Um yeah, I mean they're four-bet pots, so unsurprisingly, all the money's gonna go in. There'll be some big pots and uh yeah, I mean you just run the hand here.
1: All right. So you have have an ace and a nine of clubs. I I can see it on the button. So I'm guessing you're you're oh no, you're you're the four bet E, not the four bet er. Yeah. Uh cutoff opens twenty five, you open two, or you three bet. To 80, the blinds fold, and you get four bet to 200, which is a little bit of a small four bet from the cutoff.
0: Yeah, uh, not 20, 20 like so small that
2: I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Like, I think a two and a half x, you know, our position four bet isn't isn't that crazy. That's probably like the bottom, the lowest size, the smallest size that I would expect to see. Um, wouldn't expect to see, or wouldn't be surprised to see something that's like the full 3x either. So like up to 240. But yeah, this is definitely slightly on the smaller size, probably like the smallest normal size that I see. And because it's smaller, definitely going to be peeling the A
1: sign of clubs in position. All right. So peel away. Four bets pre-flop. There's 415 in the pot. Uh, Both of you have about $825 remaining. Uh, Flop is Jack-Jack-Deuce with two clubs, which, yes, if... There was a question as to whether or not the money was going to go in before. That that question is definitely resolved now that you have the nut flush draw. It doesn't go in the way I expected it to, though. <laughs> well, I'm guessing Villain starts with a check. Oh, they go for the quarter. Yeah, whatever. I mean, just see bet
2: rage, quarter pot, and four-bet pots as a pre raiser. All right,
1: Nothing surprising here. And... You you opt to raise the flop um the about one oh three into four fifteen, you raise it two two six. Um I guess we'll start with why the very small raise size. Or like to raise at all. Or I to think. raise it all. Yeah. yeah. Like I think there's definitely an option of just like
2: flatting here. You're getting like calling is certainly, certainly profitable. Um getting a good good price with with an over and a flush draw. Um I thought that just like raising here just kind of simplifies the hand a little bit. Just raise, flop, jam, turn or call a, you know, bet three bet within that flush draw. Um, both of those seem like pretty kind of clean, simple ways to play the
1: hand. And your sizing, your, your sizing kind of sets it up, s- sets itself up to where like they can not have a calling range. Um, yeah. You know, if you went like 3x or 3.5x, then... They're effectively a decision for their whole stack, and so the money goes in more frequently.
0: Yeah,
2: I think it's nice to put like a hand like Ace Queen offsuit or you know King Queen suited into kind of like a like I want those hands to like sort of call this raise and then fold a lot on the turn. So um, for them to have like a folding range on the turn, I think the the flop raise size needs to be on the smaller side for sure, where they have to float with like two overs.
1: Yeah, so that, that's the, the rationale behind the small race size so that mm-hmm. they have a weaker turn range when you jam. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm on board. The out-of-position villain, of course, calls because they're getting 6-1. to one. So I'm not, not exactly sure they have any hand that they don't call with. The turn is... That's a pretty interesting turn. Yeah. The deuce of diamonds, the mm-hmm. old... Deuce of diamonds. Jack Jack Deuce Deuce. Now the board is double paired and you probably have a range that wants to check everything in position.
2: Yeah. Arms. I that's exactly what I thought. I mean, like I thought my raising range on the flop, every single hand does okay by checking here. Like let's say I just had the value end of my raising range, which was Jack X. Um, you know, just checking here, letting them bluff the river or or You know, value betting the river with an SPR of less than one is, you know, easy peasy. Um, It's a little scary to jam, you know, with the jack-jack-deuce-deuce board with anything that's not a jack. So, like, I'm sure all the bluffs, all my bluffs like this hand would prefer to check back and then jam versus river check. Yeah.
1: I do wonder. I'm guessing you're going to check behind. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder about, like, a very small bet on the turn. Might be too fancy. Like with ace high, if you bet. I don't think you ever get raised. Just put like 120 here? <laughs> yeah. Like I think Jack's full never raise uh-huh. and you get to overrealize your equity. Yeah. Um, like on a nine or an ace, for instance, you don't face yeah. a jam. Right. Uh, or on the river, you just almost never face a jam if you yeah. make a tiny little bet here on the turn. Mm. Mm. So tiny little bet here and then jam the river? I don't know. depends Uh, i'm not i'm not exactly sure but it was just a thought that sort of spontaneously came to me because i didn't review these hands beforehand um i think checking is like totally standard though and
2: uh, i checked behind planning on jamming versus check and holding versus jam
1: and the river is the king of hearts so your plan was to jam
2: I think this king is also like, it's not like completely inconsequential. Like, I think their cutoff four bet range um, that like snaps off my bluffs is a lot of it is going to be Jack X, and their four bet range preflop is going to be King Jack. So, I think I'm, I should be pretty happy to see a king on the river because that reduces their, you know, their snap call combos. Yeah. Yeah. So now they have Ace Jack, maybe some like Ace Jack off, maybe some, I don't know, that's like about it. Yeah. Yeah, we go ahead, rip it, try to get folds from, you know,
1: stuff. <laughs> um, I think the king might be not so bad for you either because it does reduce some of your busted flush draws. King-Queen of clubs, King-Ten of clubs, perhaps. <laughs> Would I jam those on the river? You wouldn't, but now that there's a king and when you do jam, you have less... Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, well, it went
2: through, um, did go through what did so you tanked for a really long time. And I just remember thinking, like, I wonder, like, what you could tank down in the spot with, like,
1: thinking about like hearing it with like tens. Uh, probably a. Small... I don't know, I was
2: just, anyways, this is a, just a side story, but I was. Wasn't really sure what. what gets I, I think like
1: ace high is somewhat reasonable. Yeah. Wow. Ace king with the king. I think of this makes clubs. sense too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess removing the king, queen, and king ten of clubs wasn't really an issue. <laughs> 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 villain had the king of clubs. Um. Wow. I'm. Yeah. Pretty shocked that villain folded, but. They yeah. said to themselves, "Like, well, I have the King of Clubs, and that's
2: that's not good." So,
1: well, if they would have thought about it, it doesn't matter here. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, almost a blank card. Um, the suit of that one doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't know exactly what they thought. Like, I mean, who knows? Like, that maybe you're under bluffing. Um, that you've got almost every Jack in your range that could play this hand very similarly. Um. I'm not exactly sure, but I don't think that they should fold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't think so. But I guess they did, so that's good for you. Um, they kind of rivered you though. You you had a nice free roll going on the. turn. I know things were. I mean, this is like exactly
2: what we were talking about on the flop, right? Like this is the hand that we kind of want to just like you know this ace king two overs with the club. Like they're like, wow, I'm getting six to one on the flop. How can I fold? And then they just fold a lot to the turn jam. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, kind of a weird turn card where that plan didn't didn't materialize, but uh, good to see that like their you know flop peeling range is is really wide when I make it that small.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny that you know you're they have like an ace or a king on the river to improve. You have all the clubs, and then they improve with a king <laughs> and still manage to lose. It's <laughs> got to be a pretty frustrating oh, situation for the uh, the cutoff. I wonder if they fold on an ace and like an ace is almost exactly the same thing as, yeah. as a king. Yeah. But anyway, um, what do you think about uh, going, just going by the flop? Would you raise a Jack in
2: position there? Like, is do you think that's like actually credible? I, I don't think I would actually raise a Jack in the spot.
1: I don't think it matters whether or not yeah. you would actually raise a Jack at, matters whether or not the villain thinks that you would raise a jack and i think yeah, like, yeah. i don't think it's like the craziest thing to raise a jack like very very small yeah um because yeah, especially like, base king's gonna call right Yeah. well i think as we mentioned on the flop i don't think any of their hands are gonna fold, gonna fold. On, yeah. on the flop so you know you create a situation where SBR is like under one where you have trips and you can let them put the last bet in um or you can put the last bet in yourself. It doesn't seem like that terrible of a, a okay. raise on the flop with Jack X. Yeah. All right. So we have another four bet pot coming your way after the break. Spoiler alert all the money is probably going to go in. So <laughs> stick around.
0: The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight, and they know what you have. Too loose and you're easy to run over. Preflop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. Available now.
3: John, I wanted to ask you why you decided to invest in a preflop bootcamp.
4: Everything that you had done with me to that point, or I had heard you do, had impressed me. I love the podcast. I accidentally ended up in the poker power hour (laughs) and loved that and then i took coaching and then you recommended the boot camp and at first i didn't think it was you know something that would be that valuable but i was like everything else has been amazing so i signed up and then it just blew me away
3: and what about boot
4: camp blew you away like it started off slow like i'm learning these ranges and i'm not even understanding what you're talking about. And then all of a sudden, as I start to understand what we're doing with the three bets, the four bets, all of a sudden it just kind of hit me. And I was like, oh my God, how do I not know this stuff? This is amazing. The more I studied them, I started to understand why they were constructed sometimes. Like I'd be like, that's why that's like that. And that would lead to more revelations and just a better understanding of poker in general.
3: Do you have any interesting takeaways from your boot camp experience?
4: The most interesting thing about the boot camp, it's a pre-flop boot camp, but I feel like it's done as much for my post game as it did for my pre-game, just because I'm not in as many awkward and bad situations as I found myself in. You know, when we were doing coaching before the boot camp, we couldn't get through 10, 15 minutes of tape without finding mistake after mistake and then once we did the boot camp, it solved problems on the back end as well.
3: I know you've studied for a thousand hours this year. How do you think boot camp compares to your other poker study?
4: Oh, it's crazy. The boot camp is probably the most important thing I've done all year out of everything. I would give anything to go back and to to know that stuff ten years ago. I can't imagine how successful I'd be right now. If I had known that stuff. And I thought the boot camp was so valuable that I literally insisted you take more money from me and paid you more for the boot camp. Because I was blown away. I just thought the price was too cheap. And it's changed my game in ways that I, I can't even explain to you.
3: If you'd like to join the next round of Preflop Flop Boot Camp, which starts on the last Saturday of every month. Head to ChasingPokerGreatness.com bootcamp to lock up your spot. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com bootcamp.
1: All right, welcome back from the break. Looks like we got hand number two queued up, small blind. We have an eight and a ten of hearts, so I shudder to think of... How all the money is going to go in, but John, you can start this this story. We're
2: doing the four betting this time. Um, Ten eight of hearts, hundred fifty big blinds effective. Small or blind versus blind. I'm in the small blind. I make it thirty dollars. The big blind three bets to
1: ninety. I make it two fifty. He calls. Okay. So the pre-flop four bet just blind versus blind. Loose formation. You're quite deep. You're about. I think I should have made a bigger pre.
2: Probably, probably, like, just make it the full 270 or something. Not sure why it went so small.
0: Well,
1: that is small, but whatever. Not the end of the world. It's not like... I like to think that, that you had big. your reasons, but I never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: never know. It's because I have a bad hand. Probably.
2: <laughs> 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 Aces would have got the full 270. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh... Well. So, anyways, this is where really things just start going off the rails from the beginning. Um, ace eight four rainbow. I flop middle pair. I have ten eight of hearts. Um, there's no heart on the flop. I just sorry. I just decided for on the flop to like just turn my hand into a bluff, thinking uh, turn my hand into a bluff. Thinking about it now, I really really don't like it. I think like the only hand that might not four bet pre that I could like get to fold with multiple barrels is like. Pocket tens, which I block, I think like Jacks, Queens, Kings, likely just jam pre even at 150 bigs effective. Maybe there's some like weak egg, weaker Ace X I can like put some pressure on. Like let's say like Ace five suited that maybe folds by the river or like I don't know maybe even like Ace ten suited just struggles to put all the money in. Um, we have, they have they yeah.
1: nines they have nines too. And I would say oh, they have yeah, they nine. have sevens, but you beat sevens so yeah. not not yeah. really a right right not really a great victory folding out sevens when you're already ahead um so you start out by betting looks to be about a third yeah Um,
2: we're a little deeper so would probably go a quarter most of the time but because i four bet smaller and we're deeper just start out with a third
1: how badly did you want them to fold the flop (laughs) to your
2: third (laughs) like come on please i didn't i don't know like at this point i was like on the flop, I'm like, yeah, you know, there's still two streets left. We can hit an eight. We can make a ten. There's lots of good things that can happen. Like nobody ever folds to this size in you know, any anyway, So I wasn't I wasn't expecting so much the, here. The
1: sacrificial one yeah. third here on yep. the flop. Yep. Turn is a six. It's a toll
2: to get to the turn.
1: <laughs> um, there's eight twenty eight in the pot. SPR is like one point three, one point four. You have eleven 1, hundred behind. the The board now is ace eight four six full rainbow, and you have a 10 and an 8. And so since you had your plan, I'm guessing your plan involves betting the turn. Yep. Bet the turn small. I think you probably could have gone like a quarter again. Yeah, gone even smaller. She's 272. Put like 200. yeah. yeah, 272 into like 828. It's going <clears> to <throat> set, set up about an 850 jam on the river into 1300 which is like 60% pot or so. Villain does but I really call. wanted to fold
2: 9s on the, yeah,
1: the, the the villain calls which at this point has to be a little concerning. Ah uh, yeah, I guess we're just targeting ace 5 now on the river. Oh boy. Oh my god. And you got bailed out, maybe. Yeah. Who knows. Like You've uh,
2: proven you're still not even sure if like
1: Yeah, the river's a uh, 10. Um and don't know whether or not you got bailed out, but it's definitely a better situation than it was on the turn. So now your plan is to get value from all the hands that your old plan was meant to fold out.
2: No, no. I mean, there's some hands that my old plan wouldn't have folded out. Like, I don't know. If he somehow doesn't four bet ace king, that's obviously not folding. Aces, I think, is a really reasonable hand. That's just never going to fold ace queen, even. That's. That probably calls. So, you know, I'm still, there's enough. <laughs> maybe I'm just way too optimistic.
1: <laughs> so, they probably are not folding ace queen, pro- probably not folding ace king. So, we have ace jack and ace five that you think they might fold. <clears throat> yeah. And maybe like the ace deuce, ace threes of the world that they three bet, then call the four bet blind versus blind. Yeah, uh, maybe even like Ace Nine suited. Yeah, unfortunately, like Ace Four is two pairs. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we have <laughs> to can't talk about Ace Four. Yeah. Uh, so you rip and you get called by Ace Queen. Yeah.
2: So the original plan looked like it wouldn't have worked. I think he called fairly quickly too. He
1: wasn't wasn't seriously considering <laughs> folding. So whew. they weren't they weren't buying it. Yeah. um, I don't even know what to say. Should we just go back to the
2: flop and like, I mean, I, I feel like I rarely do this where I like on the flop, I just, you know, I have some pair or something and I'm like, ah, I still just want to start bluffing right now.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Sounds like you're not a fan. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, it, this is like, I don't like how many three street value hands do you, are you going to have here? Ace four. Yeah. You know, ace four. Aces. Ace King. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 didn't sound very convincing.
2: Hey, he snapped with Ace Queen.
1: Yeah, Ace Four Eights. If you four bet Eights, which you don't have, most likely, um, Aces. If you do decide to go bet bet jam, I'm skeptical of bet bet jam. If you have Aces, just because you block a lot of the hands they can call down with, so feels I four like, bet Ace Eight suited a lot. Yeah, so I got the Ace Eight too. That's two extra combos. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea about about this this plan. Um, it probably hinges on like how often they're five bet ripping ace king, blind mm. versus blind, which uh, is probably fairly often. I think they do. Yeah. So they don't have ace king. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it depends on like, do they fold ace five suited? to bet-bet-jam. Yeah. I don't know if they do or not. All right. Blind versus blind in a four-bet pot because you're repping so few hands. So like, I guess it kind of hinges on if they fold ace-x or not, and I don't yeah. really know the answer to that. Right, right. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't
2: have to find out the hard way this year. <laughs>
1: well, we did find out that they didn't fold ace-queen, so yeah. I guess that's one data point that is against you. Um, is ace-queen like... Relatively, a lot better than Ace-5, I guess, is, is a question. It's kind of no different, right? Because I'm not really jamming anything in between. Yeah, I don't think you're jamming Ace-Jack. Right. So, like, relatively speaking, if they call with Ace-Queen, they might be calling with Ace-5, and if they're calling with Ace-5, then... Oh, well, thank God the river was a 10, then. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. That's the thing about bluffing with a pair. It can turn into two-pair. <laughs> Yeah. It, can, it can turn into trips, and, yeah. and that's good. Uh, so, yeah, um, those are my thoughts in this in this <laughs> game number two. I don't really know. Uh, I do wonder what th- the, your opponent thought um, when they called and saw your eight ten. Was Just flabbergasted. Probably got the fish tower after this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reload. I guess I'm going to be stuck at this table for the next yeah. six hours. At least I'm on his left. <laughs> Money's still in play.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> nice hands. I don't know. <laughs> don't know exactly. Uh,
2: what you'd the, like to see some more really well-played hands like this, tune in next week. <laughs> see you next week.
0: See you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.